and it works so amazing, Chantal. Like I can like forget to use it a day and I still don't mm-hmm. stink. And most natural deodorants, you got to keep putting them on like five times a day. So, yes. you know, we, we and, and other people have told me other brands that they love, but sometimes it takes some trial and error to find what you like. Welcome to Waste Away, the intermittent fasting podcast. If you want to learn how to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting, burn fat, heal your thyroid and autoimmune issues, and break the bondage of food, then this podcast is for you. I'm Chantal Ray, author of Waste Away, the Chantal Ray Way, and each week I have different guests answering your questions. If you haven't had a chance to pick up your copy of Waste Away, visit ChantalRayWay.com slash podcast and you'll automatically get 20% off the book, audiobook, recipe book, coaching, and Inner Circle Facebook group. Remember, the thoughts and opinions in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, Aaron here. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that you can find our full podcast episodes on our YouTube channel. Not only do you get to see Chantel and our guests, but you also get to see any charts, graphs, or pictures that we may mention. Search Chantel Ray Way on YouTube or click the link in the show notes. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. And today's guest has helped thousands of women since she became a licensed acupuncturist in 2004 and later a functional diagnostic practitioner. And she's just really passionate about educating people on toxins, detoxifications, all the things I love to talk about. She's got a product shop, a Facebook group, and she also works with private clients on customized functional medicine protocols. Uh, And really, she's just really passionate about healing. She also hosts a podcast called Women's Wellness Radio, which I love that. And it's such an honor to have you on the show. Please welcome Bridget Danner. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, your story is really unique. And I know that you lost your whole house to toxic mold, which is not something that we hear very often about, but I know how you, it changed your life. Tell us about a little bit about your story and kind of what got you onto this detox uh, sensation. Yeah. So I, I, I think there's a, a, a couple of few big, big moments, watershed moments in my life. Um, you know, this is a really funny, but since I was a small child, I was very concerned about the environment. You know how kids are just more innocent and they're like, I can't believe that's happening. I was like that about like the Mm. hole in the ozone. That was like a big Mm. deal when we were kids or like, you know, fur coats or like just things like that. I was like, what are we doing? So I, I actually had this interest in the environment for a long time. And I was thinking about being an environmental lawyer. Um, but I was also getting into natural medicine and just kind of thought that would be like more fun. And, you know, so I thought, well, when I'm a practitioner, I'll also teach people about the environment. Um, but then I went to Chinese medicine school and then moved to Portland, Oregon. It's- and where did you go to Chinese medicine, medicine school at? Oh, in New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and do you do the acupuncture where you actually are putting the needles in, right? I did. I'm sort of retired. I, I haven't needled anyone in over a year uh, because I'm online now. But yeah, I worked for 13 years as an acupuncturist in Portland, Oregon, which is a pretty green town. So that kind of environmental activism sort of, I don't know, went to the wayside a bit. Um, 
But then, like you mentioned in, in my story, uh, two or three years ago now, we're still living in Oregon in an old house, and I was really sick and wasn't getting better. And eventually, we found out we had toxic mold in our house. And so, what did you do? Like, what? What was there a company that came out that said, "Hey, let me check for mold." Yeah, I mean, I, I'm fortunate. I was being seen at the naturopathic college there, and they asked about my environment and what may have changed. And I was like, "Well, we have this kind of stinky basement, and it recently got some flooding—not exactly flooding, but wetness. We have carpet down there, which is so gross." Um, and so they were like, "Well, maybe you should check your house for mold." And I didn't really want to, to be honest. You know, I knew what a can of worms that would be, but my husband was like, "Yeah, I've." I've worried about that. Let's do it. So yeah, we had a guy come out. He was excellent. You know, he, he looked for moisture. He looked for where things could potentially be leaking. Um, he did some samples of the air and drywall. And he said that they're, they're, you know, he gave us a report. You know, these guys aren't practitioners. I think it's important as we talk about this, like there's important distinctions. Like they don't know what to tell you about the health stuff. Uh, so you have to be very discerning for yourself when you start disrupting mold in your home because frankly those most of those guys they don't really get the health sometimes it can make it worse right before it gets better yeah my our situation got a lot worse when we started working first on the basement we had a guy come and he said he was you know trained to do the mold but he was kind of half trained you know later i found because he first told us bring everything upstairs right so we have all this stuff with mold spores all over it that now is in our main house and that was the first mistake. Mm. And then, you know, he did plastic and he did the fans and stuff, but I could just tell like, like how old was the house that you were in? I was like a hundred years old. Yeah. That makes a difference. Now, a lot of people get overwhelmed with just the idea of just doing regular detoxing to their house. And I know you've talked about five easy detox swaps which are a good place to start. So talk about a few of those easy detox swaps that you do. Right. So not everyone is dealing with toxic mold. Um, That's sort of my story. But I tell people everyone's dealing with toxins, every single one of us. And, you know, mainly that's coming from our daily lives and where we spend most of our lives in our home. So I think about, you know, avoiding plastics in the kitchen Uh, changing out your beauty products to ones that don't have heavy metals or fragrance. Um, I know you work. So what are some of your, do you have some favorite brands of makeup? Yeah, I, I only use beauty counter makeup brand now um, for makeup. You know, I'd use some different companies for skincare itself, but it's harder to find clean makeup um, to really like have your lip gloss and your eyebrow pencil and all that, but um, they have a pretty high standard for uh, additives and heavy metals. So I only use that company now for beauty, for makeup. Yeah, I'm gonna have. That's one area I feel like I've really cleaned up everything with my, with so many areas. The one place that I have a hard time is my makeup and changing that to being all organic. But uh, yeah. And I have products that I love and I've spent so much time trying to find. Yeah, I'm going to send you some samples after this thing. Cause okay. Yeah, you, I mean, it, it, you can find replacements for sure. And their policy, like you can return anything with them. So if you're like, I don't like this foundation, just send it back. Try something else. Yeah, that's um, awesome. 
Yeah, I know that's a big one for women. <clears throat> now, is Beauty Counter, is it kind of like, is it kind of like Arbonne where they have like sales reps everywhere? Kind of. They call it like direct to consumer. So you have to, I think you can buy it directly off their website, but you can also buy it like say off my Beauty Counter website or Awesome. Well, let's make sure we put that because I definitely want to buy some stuff and I'll buy it from your from your site. Yeah. So we'll make sure we put that on there because that's a big place to start. Now, I heard you on the Candida Summit with Evan Brandt. Oh, wait, I didn't let you finish. I didn't let you finish. So, um, oh, no, I think we kind of got some of them. Well, so you said plastics in the kitchen. Yeah, beauty products, um, over-the-counter drugs is another area you can clean up and go more natural. A lot of additives, you know, a lot of nutrient depletion with those. Um, food quality, you know, that's one that people are a little more aware of, but sometimes they're thinking of it more in terms of like your work with like fasting or keto or whatever. And it's like, well, also we just have to think about like additives in foods and preservatives and, you know, food quality. Um, so that's another area. And then cleaning products is like the third area or the fifth area in the home that uh, I have people look into. Mm, awesome. And I know that you had talked about Mark. Do you say it Marcons? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, I had never heard of Marcons until I had heard you talk about it. So tell us a little bit more about Marcons. Yeah, so this is a an infection you can get in your nose. It's called like a multiple antibiotic resistant uh, staph infection in your nose that you can get. And you get it basically because your immune system has been depleted in some way. So in my case, it was probably being exposed to toxic mold. It really disrupts your immune system. But also if you've taken antibiotics, like a long course of antibiotics, or if you have, you know, AIDS or like some other, you know, immune depleting disease, um, you can, it just, you know, your nose is like a bacterial environment, right? And it has to be in balance. And then just like in our home with the toxic mold, things like, aren't in balance, things can overgrow, including this, uh, this bacteria. And when that is overgrown, you end up not making as much melatonin. I don't know why, maybe because it's you know, near your penis. Yeah. I'm not really sure why, but there's a link there. And I do have low melatonin. And I think a lot of people who are toxic like that have trouble sleeping, right? Um, a lot of people have trouble sleeping, certainly. But um, I now when I see people with low melatonin, sure, I got to look at their sleep routine, but I also think about toxicity and that kind of a thing too. Awesome. And so I love your website, by the way. It's super, super cute. And if you go into your shop uh, section, I know that you have um, a lot of times some of our listeners, we'll do a Facebook post and they like to give away some things for free. So if there's something you want to give away where if they share and comment on the post, if you want to give something, let let us know. But um, okay, I got something. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll tell everyone at the end of the show what we're going to give away. Um, I saw that you have a high energy detox morning. Um, talk about that. Yeah, that's just like a educational little kit I developed. And it's just some simple things you can do to have more energy and kind of support detox in your day. You know, these are all things I do. I don't make this stuff, stuff up. I've actually tried it and I was pretty sick. So I know when things work. So I dry rush in the morning, almost every morning. You know, it's our Ayurvedic technique that uh, still works wonders. It, it helps for cellulite actually and moving lymph. 
Um, and so for people who've never, for people who've never heard of dry brush and what it does, talk about that for someone who doesn't even know what it is. Yes, it's a natural bristle brush and you brush your skin uh, dry. This is before you shower. You know, you don't need to shower afterwards, but you, you're dry and you brush towards your heart and the brush is pretty, uh, I don't know, scratchy is the right word. Like it's not a soft brush. It's meant to really get some things moving uh, and you brush towards your heart and it just takes, you know, I don't spend forever on it. I spend a couple minutes, but I feel really energized when I do it. Um, I know some people do it like recovering from exercise or who, yeah, you could do it for cellulite or skin health too. But, um, yeah, we have actually detox our dry brush kit in our shop that's made in the USA and like super high quality. And it has, a, it does have a softer brush you can start with and then you move to a firmer brush and there's a little tiny brush that you can use on your face or like your armpits or something, which is kind of fun. So yeah, that's a, a nice thing to do. And then there's a recipe in there for, uh, like a green drink that I make too, that I feel like is super energizing. That's awesome. Um, how often do you do the dry brush? So I, you, I, I say I do it four or five times a week. I should do it every morning, but just some mornings, you know, I'm running late and I forget. So it's just a couple minutes in the morning and I really, yeah, I'm an advocate to do it every day. I even bring one when I travel. That's awesome. Now, before we get to the listener questions, I like to ask every person who comes on the show about their diet and what they eat. And so like, what does a day in the life of Bridget look like? What do you eat exactly? When do you eat? Are there certain foods that you avoid? What do you try to eat a lot of? So really dial us into what you're eating. Sure. So, you know, I, I don't like toxins, so I definitely try to eat organic and, you know, high quality meats. I don't eat dairy, you know, or pretty much almost never I eat dairy, gluten, or sugar, but every now and then, you know, I'll do it and then regret it usually, but I don't really have it in my routine or my house. Um, in the mornings, I don't eat meat. I occasionally, but I don't, I don't know. I just like, I like to ease into the day, um, and not eat meat usually in the morning. So I'll, I'll have like coconut yogurt with fruit and nuts, or I'll have a smoothie. Is there a coconut yogurt that you absolutely love or which one, which one do you think tastes most like yogurt? Well, there's one I love and it, it tastes like yogurt, but it's strong. It's called Coco Yo. Okay. It's a newer product. And I actually usually kind of mix it with a different yogurt because it's so strong. It comes in a pretty little jar. So it's not like you eat the, I mean, it's small enough. You could eat it in one sitting, but it's mm-hmm. so potent. You won't, you like, don't want to, <laughs> you just want okay. to have like a few scoops and then I'll mix it with like, what's that other yogurt that's like more common, like so delicious or something. I'm forgetting the name now. Um, <laughs> this Coco Yo is like, so potent with like the friendly bacteria and it tastes very like fermented like yogurt um and yeah you probably don't need a lot but like mix it with honey or nuts or like whatever else you want and that thing is like the bomb it'll get you having really good bowel movements like it's really populating oh awesome i love that okay so you have that what else like what would be a typical lunch for you 
I mean, lunch, I, I often have different leftover things that I put together. I kind of think I'm a, a lunch ninja because if I have a little leftover of this and then I'll mix it with a salad or I'll make some rice. So I don't eat a lot of grains. Probably just rice is the only one I have. Um, but I do eat some carbs in lunch and dinner. Um, like today, I, we had tacos last night and, you know, it was grass-fed beef. Uh, I do have occasionally some beans. You know, I try to have a pretty diverse diet. So I had those leftover for lunch. So with the corn, so would you have like a corn tortilla chip or? I do. I don't have a lot of corn. I have found a potato-based tortilla that I buy sometimes. But this night we did blue corn um, organic just to have like the crunchy taco family experience. What, tell me about, yeah, that's really good sometimes. What is, tell me about that one that you were telling me. Do you know the brand of the potato one? Yeah, what's the brand? It's, it's sort of like a name that sounds like potato. <laughs> well, you'll have to email it to me and I'll add it to the, um, the show notes for sure. Okay. So that's yeah. kind of your main thing is you you stay away from gluten, you stay away from dairy, and you really limit your sugar. So if you're really craving sugar, what would you do? Um, you know, I sometimes have dark chocolate. I, you know, sometimes I make little drinks with stevia. Um, I make drinks with like um, like organic grape juice and vinegar. Um, so it's not like I never get a sweet taste. You know, I do have some fruit or dates, but you know, it's taken me a long time. Like I was a sugar, little sugar head, like most of us. Um, but it, it, you know, I just, even now, if I go to have something with a lot of sugar, I'm just like, Ugh. you know, it's starting to just, my body is like not. Can't do it. Yeah. What about like peanut butter or almond butter and stuff like that. Do you eat a lot of that? Yeah, I eat almond butter and I wouldn't say a lot, um, but I don't eat peanut butter because of the mold uh, factor. I like peanut butter, but <laughs> I don't eat it right now. Sometimes I buy other nut butters too. Awesome. All right, let's jump right into the listener questions. Um, this is from Christy in Indiana. I loved your podcast with Dr. Eric Z and I ordered all of his favorite essential oils clove, peppermint, lemon, lime, grapefruit, and lavender. Since I got them, they've been sitting on my desk. I've had really good intentions, but I just don't know how to get started using them consistently. How should I be using these? The main issues I struggle with that come along with my thyroid issues are exhaustion, constipation, cold all the time, brittle nails and hair. How should I use these oils? Okay, I love this question because I love oils too. Uh, there's three, three general ways to use oils, right? Internally, topically, and in the air. So Christy, I don't know if you have a diffuser, but you could get one um, and then diffuse. You know, usually I'll mix like three oils that seem to go together. You have a lot of citrus oils you've purchased. Those are good for energy. Um, so that's good. Like the peppermint, sometimes I use that in the shower. Uh, if you have a thyroid issue, you might be losing hair. You didn't mention that, but you might. Peppermint is my favorite hair oil. So I'll just shake some into my hand before I shampoo. I'll smell it and then I'll kind of mix it with the shampoo and um, wash it in my hair. So that helps for hair growth. Lavender, good for sleep. 
uh, clove. I'm not sure why you bought it exactly, but it's good for infection. It's nice for diffusing. Um, all of these ones, I don't know about his, his, I don't know where you got these from, but if they're food grade, like from doTERRA, you can use them topically. If you bought them like at the local store, you might not, or internally, you might not use them internally. I would make sure that they're like food grade and free of any additives, but like grapefruit, I sometimes will put it on my tongue. It's like an appetite suppressant and like uh, helps you digest. Lemon and lime you can potentially put in water. Uh, and then you can also just kind of rub these on your stomach. Um, that's usually where I apply them. Sometimes for my thyroid, I apply them right on the neck. These oils aren't like my fave thyroid oils, but every oil has like antioxidant properties and like good goodness. So if these are the ones you have, they are going to have some, some, probably some effect on your thyroid. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Um, I, I agree with you. I think the only other thing I would add is to create a routine. Um, so for me, one of the things I do is it's like on a checklist for like my assistant, like in my office, like every morning to turn them on, right? Like it's just, you got to get yourself into a routine, um, to do it all the time. I usually, a lot of times what I do too, is I have a little bit of coconut oil and I take a little tiny bit of, uh, like fractionated coconut oil and then put a few drops in. If I'm getting a headache or something like that, I'll put it in between my hands and just kind of go like this. You know, you can't, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you are listening online, it's always a great idea to, to go to our YouTube channel and be able to find it there. But just kind of putting your hands together, clasping it over your nose and just really breathing it in, especially if I've got, if I'm just really tired or if I need some energy, I'll take it and put it all on the back of my neck and put it on my temples. Um, yeah, and just really makes a difference. I feel like with the diffusing, depending on how small of an area, like I have an office that's probably like 10 by 12. So, you know, I'm capturing a lot of it. But if you put a diffuser on, right, in like this huge room and you put all those oils in, I feel like you're getting some, but not to the extent that you'd want to if you were putting it kind of in your body or buying the food grade one and ingesting it. Yeah, I, I've gone through that with a diffuser too. You definitely want to be near it if you're going to mm -hmm. put it on. Like I'll have one right by my desk. Yeah, because they're expensive. The really good quality ones are very expensive. Yeah, and that's when I think you diffusers, you can kind of like, you can cheat a bit and like go on Amazon or, you know, as long mm -hmm. as it's got a good rating because it's a pretty yes. simple mechanism. Just, I think the oil quality is, it's the biggest deal if you're going to put it in your mouth or on your body. Yes. Um, that's, that's a, that's a great trick is I agree with that. If I was going to, if I'm going to ingest it or if I'm going to put it on my body, I want to have the highest, highest quality. But if I'm going to put it in a diffuser, like we, we actually diffuse essential oils in our offices. We have seven locations and we, we, um, put it in our office and those ones, you know, we might not use the, you know, highest, highest quality. They're still good quality, but we don't have to put the you know, we just bought, I just bought an essential oil that was $58 for an oil that was this big, you know? Yeah, it's not always, and I want to diffuse unless you really need it. Like if you're just trying to make your office smell good, you can use mm -hmm. a cheaper oil. And I kind of meant to like the diffuser itself, you don't have to buy like 
necessarily doTERRA's $80 diffuser. I have one of those, but like I was, when I give gifts, I sometimes buy them on a website and they're like 30 bucks because I don't want to spend $80 all the time. So yeah, I think you can cut corners on that. But I like your idea about the routine. I think like, as you think about your day, I mostly use them in the morning and the night, frankly, because that's what you're doing your routine. Exactly. It's like you make it like a routine, like brushing your teeth. It's just like that. Anything you go, I'm having trouble getting this done, you turn it into a literal daily routine just like you would brushing your teeth. Hey guys, we absolutely love getting your questions into the podcast, but we're also interested in your journey. So if you've started intermittent fasting and have some success or even struggling a little bit, we want to hear about it. Email me your intermittent fasting stories to Chantel at ChantelRayWay.com. Now back to the show. All right, this is from either Tamara or Tamara in Sacramento. I know the standard deodorant with antiperspirant can be really harmful, especially with women when it comes to breast health. I've tried to switch to a natural blend I found at Whole Foods and I've just not been able to do it. Now that the weather has cooled down, I want to try it again. You talked before about one you used from TJ Maxx, but I can't remember what it was called. Can you talk some more about your favorite all-natural deodorant and skincare? What great questions. I love these. Um, I, I have plenty to say about deodorant. I mean, that's one of the hardest things for people to switch to natural. And I do have some ideas. One is that you may want to do, Tamara, a, a, a pit cleanse, like a pit detox. So you get some clay, like bentonite clay powder and apple cider vinegar, and you pat that stuff on. Uh, before you use the shower, kind of let it soak in for five minutes. We have a link about it in our blog. You know, when you've been using conventional deodorant for a long time, your those pores are blocked. Like the detox capacity has been blocked for a long time. So sometimes when you come off of it, you're, you're pretty stinky and it's probably a sign of some toxicity. So you can do this pit detox, I don't know, for a couple weeks. I mean, I've had a lot of people give me good feedback about it. And then for the brand, I think you got to experiment sometimes. It took me a long time to find a brand that I love. The brand I love, and we ended up selling it on our site is by now, N-O-W, and it's called um, Lavender Long Lasting Deodorant or something like that. And it's made with zinc instead of aluminum. And it works so amazing, Chantal. Like I can like forget to use it a day and I still don't stink. And most natural deodorants, you got to keep putting them on like five times a day. So, yes. you know, we, we, and, and other people have told me other brands that they love, but sometimes it takes some trial and error to find what you like. Yeah. I will give you a couple, my new favorite, the one that I had from TJ Maxx, I've already outgrown that one. <laughs> that was kind of a while back, but, um, there's a new one that I love that is called Kopari, K-O-P-A-R-I, and it's made with coconut oil. And that's my number one favorite that I have. And there's actually a brand called Tarte Cosmetics, and they have one that's called, it's called Clean Queen, Clean Queen Vegan Deodorant. Um, and it's, it's vegan. And um, it's it's pretty natural. And I would say I'm a big fan of Jason's products. Jason has a lot of deodorants that are all natural. And so 
his are pretty good. But if I had to pick my number one, it's called Kopari, K-O-P-A-R-I. And I agree. I will tell you, you there's gonna you have to weigh out that transition. So, so perfect example. When I stopped using deodorant, like real antiperspirant. For the first week or two, I was like, oh my gosh, I smell so bad. And then afterwards, I, I mean, there's days that there I don't wear deodorant every day. I mean, I only wear it when I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to really be kind of doing something extra. But there, I would say I only wear deodorant. Even now, that Kapari, I only wear it maybe two or three days a week, if that. Yeah, so. And, and yeah, yeah I, I, I can literally be at work all day and I'll come home and, you know, not have any deodorant and smell great. So. It's, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I would say, yeah, it's a process, Tamara. Like it's, it's not always like right away you can switch. That's why like the intensive detox can help. Using a sauna can help. You just kind of got every, you got to get everything moving that was so, so backed up in your body. All right, this is Michelle in New York. I ordered a mitochondria detox after a recent podcast that I listened to, and I was really excited to start it. Around day four, I became violently ill. I started throwing up 15 times over a period of two days. I don't usually get sick to my stomach like this, and no one else around me had the stomach bug. It didn't occur to me until a few days ago that I wonder if it was the detox making me sick. Do you think my body was rejecting the detox or do you think it was my body getting rid of the junk or do you think it was just probably the stomach bug because it is really going around? I'm guessing this is Wendy Myers detox because she was Mm -hmm. on a little bit ago. Yes. So I'm actually looking at the kit and I would recommend that you reach out to Wendy's team to Um, you know, the, there's a product in there, the powder that's like a binder. That one shouldn't be anything that would make you sick. The silica can, I've gotten sick on silica once before, not puking 15 times, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think, I think you could get sick from a detox like that, but I don't, you, you throwing up 15 times in two days is not going to be, I doubt from a detox. I think that's that's a stomach bug or food poisoning. Yeah, it's it's a hard call there, isn't it? it it's possible, but it's mm-hmm. also like, um, yeah, it's. I would contact them that, that sold it to you and maybe try again more slowly because it could mm-hmm. be, it's possible that you were pushing out a lot of toxins and your body was like, whoa, we can't process these fast enough. Yeah, and I would say probably... I know she's probably not anxious to try it again, but the only way to really know is to try it again. And then if it happens again, then you know for sure it is. But I would say it's a very small percentage that it is. Yeah, I would say go back in a smaller dose because we're all different. You know, I'm really tiny. And sometimes the doses people tell me to take are like not a good idea. So we're all different. Yeah, and I think a lot of times people who, you know, like for me, you know, because I eat so clean and everything I do is so organic and vanilla, you know, even for me, like things like even Advil, you know, I don't, you know, I never really take Advil. So when I take it, you know, it's like a big deal. So if your body's so used to being, you know, kind of clean and then you just introduce something that's, that's completely new, it might have an effect, but 
All right. Yes, Elizabeth in Greenville. My husband and I wrote an offer on a home and held a termite and mold inspection. The inspection came back that there's some mold spores, but they aren't black. My agent told me that not all mold is dangerous and that I don't have anything to worry about with this particular type. What I'm reading online seems to say that toxic molds are usually black. I got spooked and we walked away from the house. But now I'm curious about this as we continue our home search. What should we be concerned with and what should we treat and what should we overlook? Well, this one's right up my alley. So the term black doesn't mean toxic, but there are molds that are toxic in the home. It's actually a pretty small classification. It's like five. Um, the biggest ones are penicillin, aspergillus, and stachybotrys. Those are the ones I always remember because they're the, like the most common to be toxic. So you could go back to your report, Elizabeth, and see if those were named, and then you can go online and don't look up black mold, look up toxic mold. There's uh, one practitioner who really led the way on this, uh, Richie Shoemaker, and you can check his site. There's a lot of other sites, but that, I'm just giving you that for reference. I think you probably were following your instinct and that's good. Um, and you're learning about mold, which is very important when you buy a home. Uh, very, very important. Because once you got that home, you're stuck with it until you, you know, have to do something pretty drastic. So I think you're on the right path. And uh, just, I would say. Yeah, I think this is the largest investment you're going to make and take it seriously. Yeah, I think you, you had a good instinct. Um, and now you can learn a little more. Like I said, I mean, maybe this real estate agent was totally right. I didn't, I wasn't there, but I'll, I will say that if people haven't really studied mold, they, they will poo poo it. Um, and it can make you very sick. So, um, yeah, keep learning Elizabeth. Awesome. Amy in Virginia beach, an article that I recently talked about taking natural binders to assist with detox. I was surprised to learn semi common things like cilantro can act as a binder. I also have read a lot about activated charcoal, which I have bought at Whole Foods before to help with hangovers. What are some of the best non-prescription binders that you recommend? And do you recommend any of the prescription ones? So me personally, I can't prescribe, so I don't recommend any any prescription ones. Um, The prescription ones can be pretty strong. They can sometimes make you sick. But then some people I've also heard really liked them. But that would really be like if you're seeing a, a doctor for a serious toxin problem. They, they don't give those out, you know, just willy-nilly. Um, you can buy binders safely over the counter. We sell one called GI Detox that I like a lot. It's like a mix of things. So it has charcoal and clay and pectin and just a, a, a different binding. I, agents bind different things better. So some of these will bind heavy metals more than mold versus, you know, bacteria. Um, So I do like a binder. I wouldn't recommend them to use them constantly every day because they can interfere with binding some minerals uh, potentially. So it took me a long time to realize that that might be happening in my body. So I, I, I use them like when I use the sauna or if you're going through some big detox treatment, but I wouldn't say to use them like every day for the rest of your life. 
Good. All right. This is from Teresa in North Carolina. A couple podcasts back, you read a question about hormone replacement therapy from a woman who had a hysterectomy a few years ago. My situation is very similar to hers, and I too have been very leery to try hormone replacement therapy because of all the side effects. I'm always looking for natural ways to age gracefully as far as my hormones are concerned. I'm 42. I was 38 when I had the hysterectomy. Can you talk some more about natural products and supplements I can use in aiding in this transition? Yeah, I just interviewed someone about this, actually. Um, A lot of people are going through this question after post-hysterectomy. So one thing I learned from the interview was if you do want to start hormone replacement, it's better to start it sooner than later and not wait till you're 55. Uh, That creates some more risk of, I don't know if it was what she said, cancer or heart disease. Uh, But you want to start it sooner than later. You know, I don't think it's hormone replacement is always scary and bad. I would do it with a functional practitioner, though, uh, who's going to test you first and then test you later to make sure that your levels of hormones you're receiving are correct. Um, Some other natural things you might want to consider. I mean, there's lots of herbal formulas that can, I don't know if you've had a full or partial hysterectomy, but... um, you can, you know, take herbs for your adrenal glands or your endocrine system so that you make as many hormones as possible. You can do those with herbal formulas. We also sell some of those. Uh, and then the last product I want to mention is my friend's product, which is called Jolva. Do you know about Jolva, Chantel? Uh-uh. It's like a feminine cream and it has DHEA in it and some herbs and it really helps with like sex drive and vaginal lubrication. I don't know, Teresa, if that's an issue for you or not, but um, it is for a lot of women, especially as they get into menopause. So you can use it, yeah, for any of those. It can even help a little bit with um, incontinence. So that's a product by Dr. Anna Kabeca. We sell that on our shop, but she, and we have it linked, but she's also got a site um, and she's all about women's health. Awesome. All right. This is the last question. This is from James in New Mexico. I just got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. I tried with my diet for two years. I eat lots of healthy fats, eggs, avocado, and a keto diet. And after two years of just trying with my diet, I finally decided to get on prescription meds for my rheumatoid arthritis. I'm now regretting the decision. Why do you think I couldn't keep this under control with my diet? And do you think my diet maybe wasn't clean enough? James in New Mexico. Oh, yeah, I feel so sorry for you about that, James. I think you tried you tried really well. And I wouldn't say that even though it didn't work the way you thought, I'm sure it was helping. Um, you know, a rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune disease, so it needs to be treated as such. So the gut needs a lot of attention, uh, and that could be just doing more probiotic foods and that kind of thing, or it could be getting some stool testing to see what kind of gut infections you have. And then the immune system and the inflammatory system needs some modulation, and it could just be that food wasn't quite enough. Um, And I think a lot of things, you know, he, he even says in here that he's eating a lot of healthy fats like eggs, avocado, and, and a keto diet. Well, for me, I don't do well with eggs. So, um, I cannot have any kind of eggs. I just, I feel miserable when I have them. So, um, sensitivity tests. 
Yeah, and if he's saying a keto diet, a lot of times people on these keto diets, they're eating a lot of dairy. So first thing I'd like to know from James is, is number one, you know, I, I'm like baffled sometimes when people are like, well, I really cleaned up my diet. And then I ask them and I'm like, okay, well, let's let's hear what is your diet? Like, what are you eating? And I'm like, well, there you go. Like, we shouldn't be, we need to get rid of this. We need to get rid of this. And, um, you know, some of their portion sizes are just out of control. So, um, you know, my opinion, you know, in my book, I talk about if you don't have any health issues at all, right? I believe that you should eat 80% clean and 20% whatever you want. Um, but if you have these health issues, right? Sometimes your body just can't do eggs. Like sometimes you can't do dairy. Sometimes you can't do gluten and it's it's just your body has a negative response to it. And so I feel like from what I'm just reading, my gut tells me that we've got to work on your gut some more and that I would love for you to go see a functional practitioner before getting on that medicine because those prescription meds, the side effects that come alongside of that, um, I just really would give it one more try, in my opinion, James, with, with meeting with a functional specialist before you move down that path to the, the pharmaceuticals. Yeah. You know, something like rheumatoid arthritis, it's, it's complicated and we, some, there's so much information out there. Now you kind of tend to want to do everything yourself. You know, there's a lot of cookbooks and a lot of, but sometimes you do need some guidance by someone who's helped other people through that. And, uh, yeah, I think you can get it, James. All right. Well, Bridget, thanks so much for joining us, and um, we'll put all of these links. One more time, tell everyone the website that they can find out more about you at. You can go to my name, BridgetDanner.com. <laughs> um, it's with an IT on Bridget, but it'll probably lead you the right way if you go astray. And yeah, we'd love to meet you. You can get those five detox swaps we mentioned earlier from the site. And I would love to raffle something. I could raffle. All right. What would you want to raffle? I'll let you pick. I could raffle a binder since we talked about that. Or I have a favorite um, cellular energy supplement. Why don't we do the binder? Why don't we okay. raffle off the binder? So we'll post that. If you comment and share that post, go to our Facebook page. Go to ChantelRayWay.com. And you can check out our Facebook page there, and we'd love to give that away to you. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you, Bridget. Thanks so much for coming on the show. And if you have a question that you want answered, go to ChantelRayWay.com or go to questions at ChantelRayWay.com. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. And if you would like daily accountability as well as a resource with lots of helpful tips about Chantel's intermittent fasting lifestyle, head on over to chantelrayway.com slash coaching. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.